Thank you for tuning into Weathering the Storm podcast, a work of Scattered Abroad, which is overseen by the East Hill Church of Christ in Pulaski, Tennessee. You can find our website at scatteredabroad.org. That's scatteredabroad.org. In this podcast, our goal is to help us weather the storms of life by looking to and sustaining an unwavering faith in God. Here is your host, Drew Suttles. Hello and welcome back to Weathering the Storm, a podcast where we strive to weather the storms of life by placing and sustaining an unwavering faith in God. I'm your host, Drew Suttles, and I'm excited for our study today as we continue our theme of weathering the storm with. And we've noticed how we can and why it's important to weather the storm with focus, with love, joy, peace, and patience. And today we continue in the list of the fruit of the Spirit found in Galatians 5, 22 and 23, that we are to weather the storm with kindness. And our goal today is to examine how we can do that and why it is important. Before we get into our study, I want to hope, uh, encourage you, if you haven't already, to go and to check out the Scattered Abroad Network. Uh, go and like us on Facebook. Check us out on Instagram. And certainly we ask that you pray for this effort. Uh, we are a group of gospel preachers striving to spread the gospel to as many souls as possible. We have new content coming out every single day. Uh, this podcast in particular comes out on Thursdays. Uh, but again, every day of the week you can find content. And it is our goal to help you. It is our goal to bring glory to God, to, to stay true to His Word, and again to spread the gospel because we as Christians are commanded to do that. Mark sixteen fifteen. Today in this episode, as we consider what it means to weather the storm with kindness, we want to go to an example in the Old Testament. So if you have your Bibles, I invite you to 2 Samuel chapter 9, as we examine the account of David and Mephibosheth. Before we get into that text, we do want to give some background for the word kindness. The King James Version uses the word gentleness here in Galatians chapter 5. And it means the quality of being warm-hearted, considerate, humane, gentle, and sympathetic. That's a great description of someone, isn't it? I, I can think of so many right now who are, who are kind and gentle. And they are people that I have a great, great respect for. And as Christians, that's something that we need to strive to apply to our lives, that we can be kind to others. We live in a world where kindness uh, is hard to find. Much like in our last episode, we talked about patience being hard to find. Well, the same is true with kindness. The Hebrew word for kindness, as we find in the Old Testament, means loyalty, faithfulness, and goodness. When you come to the New Testament, that word in the Greek language means goodness or benevolence. And I want to give you a few examples of how it's used in the New Testament before we go to our Old Testament example. In Romans chapter 12, verses 9 through 11, Paul says, Let love be without hypocrisy. Abhor what is evil, cling to what is good. Be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love, in honor giving preference to one another, not lagging in diligence, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. And so you see how kindness is so important as we're going to serve God. In 1 Corinthians 13 and verse 4, Paul says that love is kind. In Colossians chapter 3 and verse 12, Paul says, Therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on tender mercies, and the very next word is kindness. And so we are to put off the old man and put on the new man. 
and that new man is characterized by someone who is kind. And then in Second Peter chapter 1 and verse 7, we have the, the uh, Christian graces that are found there. There are eight of them. And we notice that we are to add to our faith virtue and the virtue knowledge. You continue in that list. He says, add to godliness brotherly kindness and to brotherly kindness love. So again, kindness is a word that we find all throughout Scripture, and it's very important for us as Christians to put that into practice. But again, we want to look at this example in the Old Testament found in 2 Samuel chapter 9 about David showing kindness to Mephibosheth. Now, this is not an account that uh, is very well known. Uh, I hope and, and pray that you have heard about this account before. But if not, hopefully this will be uh, something that will be helpful for you. Uh, this is one of the, the gems of Scripture, as I like to call it. It's just a, something that if, if you if you read through and you gloss over it, you're going to miss out on some wonderful, wonderful content. And so as we dive into this study, I want to give us some background information uh, with Mephibosheth and with David. The book of 2 Samuel covers about 40 years of Israel's history. Israel was ruled by a monarchy or kings, and there were three kings of prominence that came to the forefront as we examine the United Kingdom, and that was Saul, David, and Solomon, and they each reigned for 40 years. Saul was the first king of Israel, and David succeeded him. At first, when you think about Saul and David, you notice that uh, David was some, someone who, who really looked up to Saul. He had a great respect for him because he was the Lord's anointed. We also read that Saul loved David. But after David grew fame, you remember he is the one who defeated Goliath, after he gained that fame and that popularity, Saul set out to kill him. And you, you read about that in, in David's life as he was on the run from Saul. But it's also important to note that Saul had a son by the name of Jonathan. And David and Jonathan were the best of friends. They loved each other deeply, and they had an unbreakable friendship. In 1 Samuel 18, notice the language in verse 1 and verse 3. It says, The soul of Jonathan was knit to the soul of David, and Jonathan loved him as his own soul. And then Jonathan and David made a covenant because he loved him as his own soul. And so this was a mutual love and respect that David and Jonathan had for one another. Notice there in verse 3 of 1 Samuel 18 that there is a covenant that they made. And we read about this covenant in 1 Samuel 20, verses 12 through 17. And, and basically the covenant was they would show kindness to one another. And even after they were dead, if one of them had died, the other would show kindness to the family. And this covenant would take on uh, importance forever. At the end of 1 Samuel, in the beginning of 2 Samuel, we read that both Saul and Jonathan were killed. And you know this must have been devastating for David. But we read that David began to reign as king, and the Lord was with him. And as you read those first few chapters in Second Samuel, you find that, that God was with David, and David was prospering. And now they've come to a time of peace as you close out chapter 8, as David was very successful in ministering judgment and justice to all his people. And so that gives us some background information of where we are in the biblical narrative as we come to Second Samuel chapter 9. We read that David wants to show kindness to the, house, to the house of Saul for Jonathan's sake. In verse 1 it says, Now David said, Is there still anyone who is left of the house of Saul, that I may show him kindness for Jonathan's sake? And there was a servant of the house of Saul whose name was Ziba. 
So when they called him to David, the king said to him, Are you Ziba? And he said, At your service. And the king said, Is there not still someone in the house of Saul to whom I may show the kindness of God? And Ziba said to the king, There is still a son of Jonathan who is lame in his feet. And so the king said to him, Where is he? And Ziba said to the king, Indeed, he is in the house of Machir, the son of Emil, in Lodibar. And King David sent and brought him to the house of Machir, the son of Amel, from Lodibar. So here we read about Jonathan, remember the one that David loved as his own soul, who had a son named Mephibosheth. We read about Mephibosheth in 2 Samuel chapter 4 and verse 4. Notice the language that he was lame in his feet. Here's what happened. Jonathan, Saul's son, had a son who was lame in his feet. He was five years old when the news about Saul and Jonathan came from Jezreel, and his nurse took him up and fled. And it happened as she made haste to flee that he fell and became lame, and his name was Mephibosheth. So as we think about weathering the storm, Mephibosheth was one who had to weather the storm not only from a physical issue, he was lame in his feet now, but his father and grandfather had died on the battlefield. So he's left without a father. And he is left without the ability to walk. Here's an individual who, who had a rough, a rough time, who faced a very difficult, difficult storm. But as we keep reading, we're going to notice that David is going to show kindness to this individual who is facing a difficult time. Picking back up in verse 6 of 2 Samuel 9. It says, Now when Mephibosheth, the son of Jonathan, the son of Saul, had come to David, he fell on his face and prostrated himself. Then David said, Mephibosheth? And he answered, Here is your servant. So David said to him, Do not fear, for I will surely show you kindness for Jonathan your father's sake, and will restore to you all the land of Saul your grandfather, and you shall eat bread at my table continually. Could you imagine hearing that? Mephibosheth, who must have thought that he was all by himself and nobody cared for him, to have the king tell him this? In verse 8, it says, Then he, speaking of Mephibosheth, bowed himself and said, What is your servant, that you should look upon such a dead dog as I? He viewed himself as a dead dog. He viewed himself as someone who, who had no value, who had no nothing to offer the king in return for this kindness. But look at verse 9. And the king called to Ziba, Saul's servant, and said to him, I have given to your master's son all that belonged to Saul and to all his house. You, therefore, and your sons and your servants shall work the land for him, and you shall bring in the harvest, that your master's son may have food to eat. But Mephibosheth, your master's son, shall eat bread at my table always. And Ziba had fifteen sons and twenty servants. And so Ziba said to the king, According to that all my lord the king has commanded his servant, so will your servant do. As for Mephibosheth, said the king, he shall eat at my table like one of the king's sons. Mephibosheth had a young son whose name was Micah, and all who dwelt in the house of Ziba were servants of Mephibosheth. So Mephibosheth dwelt in Jerusalem, for he ate continually at the king's table, and he was lame in both his feet. That account just warms my heart. That, that is one of the most beautiful sections in all of Scripture. We notice that it's in a time of peace when David has been fighting, but now everything's going the way it should go. But then just two chapters later is when we read about David and his son Bathsheba. 
So again, this is a, a, a beautiful moment in time, a snapshot, if you will, a great example of the heart of David and showing kindness to someone who was in a very difficult situation. But I hope that this account will impress upon our minds the importance of showing kindness to others and the great value it has on other people having a, a great view of God. You know, the kindness that we show reflects on the kindness that God has shown us. And I, we can just learn so much from this great account. But I love the fact that he invited him to come and sit at his table. Notice as one of the king's sons. What a beautiful invitation. What a beautiful reception that we have. And David showing kindness to Mephibosheth. As we bring our episode to a close, let's look at some points of application that will hopefully help us to weather the storm with kindness in our hearts. Number one, Mephibosheth was crippled physically. But you know, we were crippled spiritually by sin. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, Romans 3.23. Because of sin, we were deserving of death, Romans 6.23. But God, with the great love that he, with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses and sins, made us alive through Christ, Ephesians 2, 1 and following. Even though we were enemies, and while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us, much more than being justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him, Romans 5, 8 and 9. God showed kindness, the king showed kindness to us, even though we were crippled by sin. Mephibosheth, though he had nothing to offer David, the king, out of the kindness of his heart, welcomed him to sit at his table as one of the king's sons. You and I have nothing to offer in regards to our earning, you know, earning our salvation. Yet Jesus invites all who will come and obey him to sit at his table as a child of God. Jesus said, Come unto me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart. You shall find rest unto your souls. Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30 In Revelation 22 and verse 17, the Spirit and the bride say, Come, let him who hears say, Come, and let him who thirsts come. Whoever desires, let him take the water of life freely. Brethren and friends, that's the kindness of our God. That's the kindness of the Savior. To say, even though you don't deserve it, look at what I'm giving you. An opportunity to come as one of the king's sons. And so as we think about what this means to our lives, and as we think about how we can weather the storms of life with kindness in our hearts, we must remember that just like David showed kindness to Mephibosheth, the Lord has shown kindness to us, Ephesians 2, seven. Therefore, we must show kindness to others, even in the midst of the storm. Be tenderhearted. Be kind, forgiving one another, even as Christ, for the sake of the Father, has forgiven you. Ephesians 4, 32. I thank you so much for listening today, and I hope that as you go through difficult times, as you weather the storms of life, that you'll remember this example of David and Mephibosheth, and that you'll always be reminded of the great kindness that God has shown toward us, and hopefully that will help us to weather the storm with kindness in our hearts, so we can be more like our Lord, who's been so kind to us. Thank you so much. 
and may God bless you. Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Scattered Abroad Network. If you would like to email us, you can do so at thescatteredabroadnetwork at gmail.com. That's thescatteredabroadnetwork at gmail.com. Remember, you can check the show notes below for all of our social media platform links. Also, don't forget that you can find us on all major podcast platforms, and please leave us a rating or review. We hope and pray that this has helped you grow closer to Christ, even though we are scattered abroad. May God bless you.